It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we got to make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You could tell them other guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's Rain and Jay Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast I want to thank everybody You are great You're following us day-to-day You are amazing I just want to say thank you. This is a very positive, positive open here. You know, I, I want to make sure that people understand that when I say it every day and I say the same thing every day, it's not it's not crap. I really do want to say thank you. And I want to just, you know, whether you're in the shower, whether you're at the gym, like I'm serious, like the, our numbers have gone up a lot uh, over the, since the summer. So a lot of people are coming back. A lot of people, you know, I just want to say thanks, especially after that crap game uh, against the Cavaliers. Just. It warms my heart. And so thank you very much for joining us on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. A little heartfelt moment there for you guys. We're the Rain Jays. That was really heartfelt. I could tell you were genuine there. I was. I am. We're the Rain and Jays. John Corrales, J. King of The Athletic. We're going to start saying it like The Ohio State University because you've earned the emphasis on The Athletic, I believe. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Although it's always bothered me that the Ohio State University has called itself the Ohio State University. Yeah, I, don't like, know. I always thought it was a little call, obnoxious, but say you were from Ohio State, like stop being a no, pretentious no. scumbag. The Ohio State University, not just a or an Ohio State University. The the athletic, not just any yeah. little athletic or. I mean, no. I went to the Sk- the Skidmore College. So. Yeah, there's only one. Yeah. So. So we're here to talk to you a little bit about uh, a touching story. Uh, Terry Rozier and his dad. The GM survey is out. Interesting stuff there. First, Brad Stevens not happy about the performance in game three or in any of the first three games of the the preseason. So, Jay, you were there. You heard it. You saw it. You felt it. How did, how, how did it go there? It was funny because – Nobody anticipated Matt Brad coming out that early in the preseason. And then all of a sudden he was just torturing his team. And it was like, oh, okay. All right, Brad. Like, we get it. We get it. Your team has been underwhelming for three preseason games. You would like them to get their asses into gear. You want them to play a little harder next game. Um, but it was it was interesting. And I think it, he's always so calculated in the press. No matter what he says, he's thought about it. He thinks that's what he should say to motivate his players. And this early in the season, saying that, he hasn't, it's clear he hasn't loved the focus so far in training camp and preseason. And he hasn't loved the, the teamwork his team has showed on the court at either end of the court. Um, 
So I don't know if he's that frustrated or he just wants to remind his guys that they aren't the team. They, they aren't promised to be the team that everybody thinks they're going to be. I think, you know, it's the same thing he said countless times over the summer. Like we cannot skip steps. And now he sees the Celtics skipping, skipping steps. Skipping, jumping way the over multiple Celtics steps. skipping steps. That's a lot of alliteration. And and now he's like, yeah, screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to light you up in the press. And hopefully we'll figure this out. I, I thought the more, the more kind of critical thing to me was that he said pretty outright um, that he's kind of evaluating – whether the small lineup can play against bigger lineups and should play against bigger lineups. Obviously he'll have the option to start Baines um, against certain matchups or even if he wants to do it all the time. But so that, that was one thing that that stood out to me among his comments. I don't think he's really that frustrated. I mean, he's, he's probably frustrated, but like he understands they've only had a few practices. They've, I think they've had four practices in three games, which is outrageous. It is it's like I mean, just it's... totally outrageous, and you can't expect the team to look good with a new All Star who still isn't himself, and a, a bunch of young guys who are kind of reaching different levels and so many different things going on. You can't expect them to look good that that quickly with no practice time. So I think they'll be a different team by the time the first game rolls around. But I also think he's. He's capitalizing on this opportunity. He's like, ha ha. Right. They, suck. they suck tonight. Let's 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 let them know they sucked. Let's really let them know they sucked. Let's let them stew on this for a while. Let's see if we if we can't force these guys to to really come together as much as possible over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it it felt like an, an opportunity that he wasn't going to let slide by cuz first of all, that was a pretty pathetic performance from those guys oh it was so bad it was, i hate watching that game oh brutal except for walt walt lemon of course of course god I bless mean, walt lemon for giving us a little excitement <laughs> lemon and robert williams and and those guys were you know fun that's fun but the guys that really really matter right now were mostly horrible and some of it is excusable it is you know they didn't have Kyrie with them because the condensed nature of the preseason so far, they decided already to rest Kyrie and Hayward clearly has a lot more, a, a, a lot more uh, recovery to go before he gets to be him, his old self again. It just felt, felt like these other guys kind of knew like Tatum played 14 minutes. Jalen Brown played 14 minutes. Horford played 14 minutes. I feel like they all kind of knew they were going to only play 15 minutes. So they just kind of screwed around for those 15 minutes. It just didn't matter to them. And Brad, I think, saw that definitely saw that as an opportunity to say, all right, look, you gotta have that focus, you gotta do what we're telling you to do. And now my my question I got a few questions coming out of this. First, sure. uh so Jalen Brown afterwards felt I now I didn't hear it, but it felt like he was just like, you know, we're gonna be fine. I'm not worried. Uh gonna smile and put in the work. Uh which is a nice, you know, simple attitude to have. Uh he did say that Brad's words weren't uh weren't wrong but knowing that like you said earlier that brad stevens is very calculated does somebody like jalen brown hear brad stevens say what he says 
and say, that's just Brad being Brad. And he's trying to. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think, I think Jalen, I mean, I talked to Jalen after the previous game and Jalen was saying everything that we've done so far is just off natural talent. Like yes. we have no chemistry yet. So I, I think, I think Brad has the pulse of the team and that the team also feels like shit. We haven't really molded together yet. And, and obviously that's, that's the next step of things is incorporating Gordon Hayward, incorporating guys who have improved, molding it all together so that it, it all makes sense. And that hasn't happened yet. So I think Brad has a pulse of the team. I think, I think the guys at once are saying it's preseason, whatever. And they understand Brad has a point. We need to play harder. We need to play with more cohesion. We need to start building the habits that are going to make us successful in the regular season. So I, I think Brad's frustrated because they haven't done that yet. And I think the players know they haven't done that yet. Right. So I, I don't think, I don't think it, I didn't take it when Jalen was talking as him dismissing Brad at all. He was a hundred percent on board with what Brad was saying, but the questions were like, Jalen, are, is it time to panic yet? And he's like, no, it's not time to panic yet. Right. <laughs> we haven't played a real game yet. We're so talented. We're going to be okay, guys. I, I uh, definitely want to address that because I, I was thinking last night that how it was exceptionally ridiculous that a preseason game was broadcast nationally on TNT. That yeah, is, I, I, the 8 p.m. tip was terrible. Uh, I didn't like that one. No, that's. I think that's, and I understand. Like on one hand, I I understand and appreciate that the league has grown to a point where you're putting on a a nationally televised product in the preseason. They don't even do that in the NFL necessarily. Um, the The fact that they were on TNT, I really do think, actually pumps up the I think perception of how how far along these guys should be, how, how they should look the importance of the game, because you've got Chris Weber and Marv Albert sitting there talking about Brad Wanamaker. But like at the beginning, it it just sounds like all the visual cues and all the audio cues are telling you it's a TNT game. This is a big deal. This is the furthest thing from a big deal. I, I feel like there's as much as the NBA is is trying to make its money, and I can appreciate going to make its money. It does do these guys a little bit of a disservice by putting that much emphasis by putting them on national TV because the the mistakes that just the regular mistakes that they'll be making are so magnified at this at this point. I I don't think it's entirely fair. I will say it was awesome because a couple of the training camp guys were in the locker room and they were like. Yo, we're on TNT tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there is that. That that is great for them. And, and that was cool to see. That that was that was cool. And the fact that they knew they they would probably get actual playing time on TNT was cool. That is very cool. I, okay, I will give you that. That, that so, Walt Lemon was out there playing a full fourth quarter on TNT. That's I'm sure that's that's a big deal. And that's probably why Jeff Roberson's mom was Googling or searching for his name on Twitter. We talked about that last night. So, you know, okay, that, that, that part is cool. I'll give you that. Uh, so, okay, 
before before we continue, uh, I will I want to let everybody remind everybody that we've been saying about the Locked On NBA podcast. Locked On NBA still here. We've been going da- daily throughout the uh, summer, and we're back back on the grind still daily. And I do the Wednesday show. I was there. If you haven't downloaded the Wednesday show, me and Jake Madison, we talked about MVPs. We talked about what you should, how you should be watching preseason. And then we played a game of make me flinch, which is just trying to have some fun with that stupid Kobe Matt Barnes flinching thing. So subscribe to the lockdown NBA podcast. If you haven't done that, some great shows, other great hosts, we rotate throughout the week. So search for lockdown NBA, wherever you get your podcasts. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, back to back to Brad. Um, the other question that I had was considering that Gordon Hayward is not right yet. If early in the season, like opening night, they're playing the Sixers. If he wants to go big, against the Sixers or at any point in the first month or two of the season, would he just not start Hayward in that situation since Hayward is not fully right. And you might as well get the guy who is right in there. I think, I think with Brad, it always comes down instead of who's starting, it comes down to the rotations. And I think so far through the three preseason games, it's been pretty clear. They want to have Jason Tatum with the bench group and, Gordon Hayward's played some with bench groups too, but I think Jason Tatum plus four bench guys is going to be something they rely on a lot where they just kind of let, let Tatum loose and let him go score buckets. And we saw him score, I think it was 13 points in three minutes, 18 seconds yep. in the second game with that. Um, so I don't, I don't know exactly what he would do. I do think the small lineup is going to be the starting lineup almost all of the time. I think I think that makes sense. I think so many other teams are going to struggle to match up with that lineup. I think once the Celtics start trying <laughs> and 
and realizing what they're doing playing alongside each other, then that that lineup's going to be so tough to stop it. And Hayward's not that far away. Like, obviously he has rust. Obviously he's not 100%. Like, the one play where Horford threw the outlet pass to him and he went up for a reverse layup that, in if he was right, like, that's the easiest reverse layup in the world. Right. And instead he just airmailed it off the backboard. And and he he just looked around like, what the fuck just happened <laughs> like what the hell how how could i not make that play and i think he's just it's just timing it's rhythm i think probably it's a little bit of explosion but you see there are flashes of like the regular gordon hayward whether it's the the chase down block or like a finish through contact like he's done some things that show he's he's not far away it's just he hasn't been able to put it all together yet. I don't think he's too, too far away. Uh, but I do think that in the meantime, it'll be tough to not, maybe not super tough to incorporate him once everybody's right and kind of on the same page. But that's another variable that the Celtics can't really control right now. Like how good is Gordon Hayward? How right is Gordon Hayward? How much is he going to help you? Um, I still think they're going to start small, as I said. Uh, so I, I don't know who comes off the bench. Maybe it is Gordon Hayward, if if that's the case. But I I, I think they're going to try to to work that small lineup. Like from day one of practice, they had Aaron Baines with the second unit. Marcus Morris was claiming Aaron Baines for the BWA, <laughs> and, and so I, I I do think they're going to try to play small as much as possible. And even even last year, Brad Brad was saying, yeah, we we kind of anticipated playing small basically all the time entering this season and until Gordon Hayward's injury. So I think that's kind of the same this year, but they just need to do it better. And right, <laughs> a lot better. Yeah, this preseason crap. Oh man, that game was so hideous to oh, watch. Brutal. And these brutal. damn fouls. Yeah, I hate the point. I was just gonna say the points of emphasis, which I know. We know it's going to go away eventually once the guys get used to it and they start to not call all of it. It will dissipate. But for now, it's just whew, brutal. Tough to watch. Okay, so next uh, preseason game, Saturday night. So we'll see. That's the last preseason game before the Celtics get a week off before playing the Sixers. So we'll see how that goes and how guys react to Brad Stevens. Uh, and by the way, uh, since Jay isn't plugging it, I will headline on the athletic going small is the plan for the Celtics, but getting there will take some work. If you want to read Jay's fantastic piece on the athletic, go ahead, subscribe and search for that because I appreciate it's that plug worth man. your time. Yeah. It's, you know, deserve it. You're doing good work out there. So Thank people you. should be reading it. All right. Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA. And that's according to the GM survey, which now has uh, amongst other things put, Brad Stevens in the the 47% of the GM say Brad Stevens, the best head coach in the NBA. First time in seven years, I believe, that it hasn't been Greg Popovich, which is shocking. Uh, My favorite part of the GM survey is that the GMs don't all take the survey. Yeah, there's Sometimes that. Sometimes they tell some of their other people in their front office, like, yeah, you got to go do this for me. Yes. Uh, so it's not actually the GMs all the time. It is not, but it, it is the GM survey, so it's 
portrayed as the GMs. Yeah. I also think that the Kawhi Leonard situation last season and the fact that they couldn't get Kawhi to come back maybe change some people's opinions. Like, well, if Pop was that good, he would have gotten Kawhi back because everybody comes back and does what Pop says, and now maybe he's losing it. Uh, that's just an assumption, but I feel like that has something to do with it. Meanwhile, the Celtics come in as the consensus second or third best team in the NBA. They made a run to almost the NBA finals uh, and with, with most of their good players not there. So that, I think, influenced the voting. But for now, Brad Stevens, best coach, best head coach in the NBA. They also say that he makes – 53% say he makes the best in-game adjustments. So, uh, But once that comes out, you get the blowback. There are people who say, Brad's up. I don't understand the Brad worship. He hasn't done anything. I don't know. Uh, I think it's nice. I think he's, whether you put him one or five, there's that list at the top five, Pop, Carlisle, Quinn Snyder, Spolstra, Doc. I mean, they're, they're all great coaches, so... I'm not That's gonna... like saying, why wasn't James Harden? Why was James Harden the MVP? He's never won a title. Well, because he ran into the freaking Warriors. That's why. Right. Right. And and Stevens is different, but he ran into LeBron and he ran into two All Stars getting injured, and he still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So right. he's done a great job. And yeah, the the GM survey every year is. I feel like the Celtics get more and more love. Yep. And. This year, Kyrie got some love. Stevens got some love. Tatum got some love. Yep. Robert Williams got no love. <laughs> uh, well, they, Taylor so, Renega got some love. As what, like the uh, assistant, I right? Think, the, yeah, he was one of the top assistants. Top assistants, yeah. I, you know, I hope he gets a, a head coaching job. He's been up for a few. Uh, I hope at some point he he breaks through. He's he's busted his ass. I suspect he will. He, I mean, he's young enough, and he's already had a lot of interest. So yeah, I, I think at some point the, this. One of these next seasons is is probably going to be his last. He deserves a shot. He's put in the work, and he's he's done a great job. Uh, so just so you can say, Jason Tatum, is second most likely player to have a breakout season, tied with Brandon Ingram behind Jamal Murray. Kyrie Irving is the third best point guard in the league. So behind, I think uh, I'm the only person who doesn't agree with the amount of Jamal Murray love is out there. Okay. I mean, I think I think it's kind of set up for him the way Denver is kind of ha- has improved and I just the players around him I I, I can see it I'm, I'm not saying it's a guarantee but I can see it. No, no I, I'm the only one. But by, by saying I'm the only one, I mean I'm probably wrong here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so th- that wasn't that wasn't me taking a hard stance. It was just me saying like I'm not the biggest Jamal Murray fan out there. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm a huge Brandon Ingram fan, though. He's good. He's good. I think I think he's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised. I, he's he is super super talented. Uh, I just I I want to say I wish he could put some weight on, but look, it worked for Kevin Durant, and I don't want to kind of put them in the same category. All I'm saying is you can be super skinny and and be great, and so it's just weird to see him. He is really skinny. It's it's almost unsettling out there. But I, I can definitely get on board with that. And the other big thing for the Celtics is they have 90% say that the Celtics are the best team in the East. So Yeah, that was a high percentage. Yes, almost entirely. 
I think again with with Kawhi, um, not not sure what Kawhi is going to be. There's there's a little bit of a question. There's some love for Philly uh, in there, so some question marks with Toronto. And you know they got a new coach, so it's hard to say exactly what they're going to be. But uh, overall, considering all the votes, uh, Boston's on top with like 38 percent total, but 90 percent of the first place votes. So bottom line here. Celtics are good. They got a good coach. They've got good players. All the stuff that we've been saying, but it's confirmed, I suppose. Okay. It is it is confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move forward, I want to remind everybody that there is a locked on NFL side. If you are an NFL fan, go search for your favorite team. I, Jay, all of us, we're Patriots fans. We're Boston guys. So I subscribe. We all subscribe to Locked On Patriots. Uh, Mark Schofield does a great job. Again, daily, breaking things down. This is the Thursday show, Thursday night, Patriots, Colts. There's a game tonight. So subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast and get your full breakdown, just like we get it for you over here on the Celtics side. He's got it for you over there on the Patriots side. So go check that out wherever you get your podcasts. A couple of final things. Uh there's a great piece by Mark Murphy in the Herald that you absolutely should read. Terry Rozier senior talking about coming out of prison. We've talked about this before, got out of prison this summer, uh, Terry Rozier reconnecting with his dad. And it's, it's kind of a nice story about, uh, I don't want to give it away, but you know, Terry's helping his dad out. He's not just giving him a bunch of stuff, but he's come out, he's come out, he's working and right now he's kind of relegated as terms of his parole to the Cleveland area. So Saturday night, he's going to be at the game. First time he ever gets to see his son play professional basketball. That's huge. And then uh, at the end of the month, that limitation expires, assuming that he's continued to uh, honor the terms of his parole. And then he gets to come to Boston and see his kid play in Boston. And I think it's a touching story, and it's, it's a guy who made mistakes. He cops to those mistakes, and he seems like a person who's trying to move forward, do do the right thing now, and make up for lost time. And Terry Rozier seems to be all in on it, and I think it's a fantastic little story to read. I'm, I'm with you there. Go, go check out Mark Murphy's piece, everyone. I have nothing to add, but just go read it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice. It's, you know, and it, I think uh, – you know, a lot of us come from different situations, and it's 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 nice to see somebody trying to make the right moves. All right, uh, anything else, Jay? You got one more point that you want to make in today's podcast before we wrap yeah. it up? Yeah, I just I just want to address the people about Jam's <laughs> voice on the podcast. <laughs> I was listening to that and just crying, laughing. He sounded like like he had used. Like you know, in Home Alone, when he used the uh, the little machine, what what was what were those called? The the walk, uh, the talk man, yeah. The talk man. Like it sounded like that. Like he was using a some computer program to alter his voice, <laughs> and and it was just because he was sick. But the whole time, I was just dying laughing. Every single time he spoke, it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I, I just want to alert the people that I saw all the tweets about how he was trying to do so the many King tweets, voice, the J King voice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw nothing like that. People 
That is not what I fucking sound like. I don't sound it, like that, bro. <laughs> I don't sound like that, B. <laughs> like, but it's on. not funny unless you exaggerate. Yeah, that's true. But but damn, I mean, <laughs> all the comparisons to my voice, I I, I was offended. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I sat there crying in front of my computer. <laughs> I read those tweets today. It, it was. It was a tough hit for the kid. He sounded like that scene in Old School where Will Ferrell shoots himself with a tranquilizer. <laughs> I like you, man. Yeah, he did. Robert Williams is the Time Lord. <laughs> I like you, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's just just one half hour long, just tranquilizer induced, just voice. I love Walt Lemon, man. <laughs> Lemon party, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this is what the second week in a row that I and someone else have made fun of somebody else's voice. So I can't wait to see what happens when see, you and Jam get together. Though, last time it was my healthy, my healthy voice. You yes. guys are making fun of. It's at least his sick voice that we're making fun of. Yes, so that's true. that's true. I don't feel bad. It's it's just a sickness. <laughs> He's gonna get over that. But are I'll you, have. Are you saying we should feel bad about making fun of your normal voice? I would never say that. I get I get tortured from all angles at all times. I'm like the whipping boy of the Celtics press press corps. I know, whatever, Himmelsbach gives you a ton of shit. A ton. Himmelsbach, you guys uh, go back and forth like crazy. Washburn too. Manix goes at my neck. Yes. Washburn Washburn comes at me. I had Scott Morrison, the Celtics assistant, come at me about my beautiful yeah, but, USA jacket the but, other day. Let Let's be honest. That was deserved. That jacket is dope. Sure, if you're the head of USA Gymnastics. See, I had to Google the the guy. Caroli? Yeah, I, I had to Google him. That's like one and of those guys. And then, and like, then I got roasted even further because I had to Google him. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's like one of those guys that like everybody sort of knows. It's like when you're that level of – when you're that see, high up. All the other writers, you guys are old, you guys are washed. Oh. And you, you're in that same group, Corrales. So I'm I'm younger. I wasn't there. Apparently, he was a big deal in '96. I was less than 10 years old. I didn't give a damn about Olympic gymnastics. Okay. All right. I definitely don't feel bad about making fun of your voice now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That will do it. This has uh, been a fun Thursday podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it enough to subscribe. If you're a new uh, new listener. Welcome aboard. This is going to be a fun ride, and we'll we'll be here. Highs and lows, we're going to be here for you. Me, Jay, Jam, three of us at some point. Uh, in a few weeks, I'm going to be back in Boston. I'm giving up my cushy TV job in New York City to come back to Boston to cover the Celtics. I am soon launching a Patreon. Subscribe to my Patreon if you could. It's two bucks a month, and I will be doing a whole lot of breakdowns. I apologize. I wanted to do more on that already. But I'm still working my TV job in New York, and I thought I'd be able to do more, and I haven't. So I apologize for that. But I, it's only 2 bucks a month. I haven't charged anybody yet, and you're going to get a lot of great stuff. So patreon.com slash John Corrales. I hope you see it in your heart to sign up. give me sign 2 up. bucks a month for, for some awesome Celtics coverage. Uh, and I will earn your money for sure. So welcome you should your Venmo out there, too. When I did that, I got one cent. Someone sent me one cent. Oh, nice. It you know, was look, awesome. That one cent could be the difference, man, someday when you're down and out and you had 99 cents, but you got that one extra cent so you get to that dollar menu and not go hungry. 
It like, honestly made my day. That one cent made my day. That's no, awesome. No He's like, I was just listening to the podcast. Wanted to, wanted to give you some money, man. <laughs> uh, once once I launch that, I'm happy to put my Venmo on that. If anybody wants to give me a little added tip, I will not refuse one cent from anybody. So go do that. Subscribe to the podcast, especially because we will be doing that Monday through Friday. We're your only daily Celtics podcast. So come back, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, give us a good review. And share the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, listen to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.